0: and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. Today's episode is actually an addendum, an update so to speak, from an earlier episode number 15 that was about this time last year called why women are perfect for managing a renovation project. And I came back around to that episode because I was stunned at the number of downloads that specific episode has. And so I listened to it again, and I realized so much had changed between then and now inside this podcast that I wanted to fill in those gaps. So take a listen today. And if you haven't listened to that previous episode number 15, I highly recommend you give that one a listen to as well. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. This past week on social media, I was posting about how excited I was to see that there have been over 6,000 downloads of this podcast, and it truly does just blow my mind, right? You sit in a room, and I'm currently sitting in my son's bedroom. If you hadn't heard before, I had determined that this room had the best sound quality. I am looking at Legos and some football paraphernalia. He's a huge football guy. There's a few baseballs sitting on his desk. not sure why or where they came from. You know, just sort of random stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with what I do for a living, but this is the best spot to record. And I, just so you know, record on Thursdays. So this is a beautiful Thursday, and I record by myself. So I'm talking to a microphone, and I'm picturing all of you, but clearly just don't know what happens to this after I record it. And so to look at stats and to look at all these charts, and it is a little mind-numbing. Most of the figures don't make any sense to me, but the total is over 6,000 now. And it just really humbles me to no end that people are enjoying this content and, and want more of it. So when I was seeing these numbers, I thought, you know, now's the time to kind of go back and look through and see what resonated most with people. And I should probably not admit that. I hadn't done it much before, but it really was fascinating. And truthfully, things that I thought would resonate didn't have as many downloads as others. And and I have this amazing editor, and I know a lot of it is about the words chosen for the actual title. And I admit, I'm not that great at the titles. I tend to be very Specific in my titles and not necessarily as catchy as we need to be. But nonetheless, the one that really caught my eye was episode 15, Why Women Are Perfect for Managing a Renovation Project. And I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I believe, I really don't know, but I believe most of my listeners are women. And I'm sure that caught your attention because. I know and understand the insecurities women feel when taking on a renovation project. So a title like that would really catch your attention. And I'm glad it did, because if you haven't listened to that episode, I really recommend you go back and listen to it. And in fact, I listened to it this morning and yes, It gives me a little bit of the creeps listening to myself. You know, it's like when you hear yourself being recorded, it's a little weird, you know, going, do I really sound like that? And then you think, well, yeah, I obviously sound like that. And but I did listen to it. And quite frankly, the information still applies today. But what I want to talk about today is all of that content. So in case you haven't gone back to listen to it, plus more because some really exciting things have evolved over the past year. And ironically, that episode was almost a year ago, which I think is great because the path this has all taken since then sort of leads back to itself. And and that's what I really want to talk about today. But in general, I still firmly believe that women are innately qualified to manage a renovation project, and probably why interior designers got involved with them in the first place. Historically speaking, interior designers were women, and women share the ability to multitask. Now, I don't know about everyone listening, but I am constantly amazed at watching my husband struggle at a simple multitasking project. And I look at him go, how are you struggling with that? I mean, this one seems pretty simple. It's two things at one time. And I think to myself, how many things do I juggle at one time? I wish it was just two, right? I mean, that would be a walk in the park. And I hate to brush with a broad stroke, but I do believe women are highly skilled at multitasking. And that is what's required for construction projects. I mean, the number of details that need to be managed, cared for, anticipated, all of those things at once is overwhelming. It really is. And to be frank, I don't want you to sort of itemize it out or you probably will lose your mind. But those are the things that we just do unknowingly. And I know I'm hearing pushback right now of someone saying, well, Renee, it's because you do that all day long. And there is truth in that. I wasn't as good at it in the beginning as I am today. But that doesn't mean that you won't start with a baseline knowledge that is leaps and bounds ahead of where you think it is, because this simply is managing multiple tasks at one time. And you're doing that right now. If you're working, how many tasks are you doing at one time right now? And in fact, you might be listening to me while you're multitasking, right? I love to listen to podcasts as I'm doing multiple other things. So there you have it. You are capable of it. If you have children, then hell, you're a pro at multitasking, especially if you have more than one. I have two and it blows my mind thinking about anyone who can manage more than two, because quite frankly, two wear me out. So those are multitasking skills that you can apply to any project management. If you're running your own home and you're getting the furnace serviced or you're getting the air conditioner service, you're calling the lawn guys, you need someone to clean your gutters, you need someone to seal your driveway. These are all multitasking skills that can be applied to managing a renovation project. Now, where I think people freeze up is the overwhelming thought of not knowing those pieces that you are going to have to manage. And and it's like having children, right? I remember my mother once told my sister who was talking about having kids, and she didn't grow up babysitting like I did. And so the thought of having kids was a little overwhelming. And my mother famously said, well, you don't give birth to a toddler, You get time to ease into all of that. And and that is true, right? I mean, babies are easier to take care of. They're not moving. They're not doing as much. And then as it goes, you're not even aware of all the skills that you're building and mastering as that child grows. So that is somewhat the same as running a construction project. In the beginning, you won't need as many skills because the project hasn't gotten underway. As the project goes, you will be learning and growing and mastering skills as the project moves forward. I promise you, this is something that anyone can do. So again, this is what I went through in episode 15, but what's changed since then and what's changed about this podcast is who I'm talking to. So in the beginning, I started this podcast geared towards homeowners because for years I was hearing friends and family and quite frankly, anyone who heard what I did for a living unload on me. There were nightmare and hellish construction project stories. And so I geared the podcast towards homeowners who were taking on projects and how these women could step into management positions, being an active team member with the contractors and managing the project in a smooth and successful way. And then along the way, interior designers started showing up, asking lots of questions, really wanting to either add this service to their clients or improve their skills because they've only done it once or twice, or they were seasoned and just looking for an additional set of resources and support from other seasoned designers. So, This has evolved to both homeowners and designers. And if you've been listening, while there is a lot of crossover, because again, we are all predominantly women doing this work, there is a difference between being the homeowner and being an interior designer on a project. But that doesn't mean as women that we aren't innately qualified to do the work and to do it really well. So this is me encouraging all women listening, to step up, to step forward, build that confidence and know that you can do this. It's just simply a different set of circumstances to manage. Now, I know I can hear people say, well, that's the point, Renee. I don't know what steps I need to take. I know how to get my kids off to school and signed up for every activity and get them to them and who's paid and who needs a snack and who needs this all at once. I can do that in my sleep, Renee. It's construction. I don't know what to do with that. I've never done it before, or I've done it once. And this one project has nothing to do with that other project. And I get it. And again, that's what this podcast is for. It is to distill all of these projects into bite-sized pieces that you can understand and then take on your own and manage them like you would any other project that you manage currently. And what I found was the best way to facilitate all of these details and explain everything to the nth degree so that anyone could understand it was for me to build a tutorial. I had multiple clients asking me for that. I had many people online emailing me early on saying, I just don't get it. Can you break it down for me? Well, I did that. And that too has evolved over the past year since that last episode and the only girl on the job site courses were born. Now, again, I built the first course for homeowners because that's who I thought needed me most. And that's who I wanted to serve with as much information as I could. And so the course is built to help you save time and definitely save money by educating you in all the details that you need to not only manage, but look out for, be aware of, Proactively plan for from budgets and schedules to the workmen on your teams to how you're going to feel. And most importantly, to living in the project, which I'll be honest, interior designers don't have to do that. We do get to leave. And there is a huge benefit in being able to walk away from a construction project. So that is something inherent only for a homeowner to learn how to manage and overcome. And then again, the interior designer said, Hey, what about us? We need the help too. Can you provide more guidance for us? And so I moved on to the Only Girl on the Job Site Designer Edition. While it is a different course, because there is a different set of skills that's required as being an interior designer on a project versus a homeowner, the base course is the same because a job runs the same, whether you are a homeowner or a professional. Now, that also means there's a whole other section for interior designers to learn about building a team, marketing themselves, managing the client's expectations, and really finishing strong and preparing themselves for more projects to come. It's been really exciting to see designers' get into the course, get excited about the information and want to take on more renovation projects. Because again, women are innately qualified to run construction projects and more should be doing them because they are truly a different animal with a much better outcome in my personal opinion than if women are not involved on these construction projects. It's just that simple. And yes, that is a bold statement and I'm very comfortable saying it women have a role on construction projects in order to make it as successful as possible. So between last year and this year, there is so much more content at your disposal to learn the steps that I take on every project to run a smooth and successful job. Now, homeowners, you can expect to save time and money by taking this course. It's that simple. And who doesn't want to save time and definitely money? Because these are large investments, possibly the second largest investment you will make in your lifetime after purchasing the house. So you want to get things right. You don't want your budget to just bleed and bleed until it is so painful that you have to start cutting corners and cutting back on the things that you truly want in this project. And you won't know how to do that if you aren't educated in what to look for and how to prepare your budget ahead of time, tweak it along the way, as well as maintaining check-ins throughout to make sure everybody is on the same page with the budget. I can't tell you how many stories I hear with these surprise bills in the end. That's not the kind of surprise I talk about in my podcast. And please hear me when I say that. When I say there's a construction surprise, It's a vent in a wall that you couldn't see before the drywall was taken off, or some random pipe that may or may not have been abandoned decades ago. I do not mean budget surprises. Now, I'm not saying that the pipe or the vent in the wall won't increase your budget, but that's not the surprise that these people are telling me about. I have people that tell me, oh, I got an estimate for $50,000, and then in the end, I got a bill for $60,000. And I'm looking at them going, what? How did you not know where that $10,000 comes from? And they say, oh, I don't know. The contractor told me it added up over time. Okay, these are the things that really boil my blood because one, that's not ethical. You can't just surprise someone with a $10,000 additional bill without explaining along the way with prior approval that these things have to be accomplished. And two, the homeowner didn't know any better. They weren't involved. They were in the passive position of just receiving information. And this is what I'm trying to teach you. You need to be an active participant, a full-blown team member on your project so that there are no surprises financially. There may be surprises in the construction world that increase your budget, but you have the ability to make decisions in that moment that can affect the budget dramatically. You can either choose not to do it and therefore there is no additional cost, or you can discuss and create a dialogue to come up with a less expensive option or who knows what the situation will be, but you will be fully aware where that $10,000 increase came along the way. That is the exact reason why this course was built. And why the people who are already in it tell me they are so much more confident in their skills, keeping an eye on things now that they know what to look for. And for interior designers, I hear all sorts of nightmare stories. Renee, I had to eat $3,500 on this project because I screwed up, because I designed something one way and it had to be switched in the last minute. Okay, this is a problem. Designers as well need to be full team members, communicating all along the way so that mistakes like that can be avoided. They may not go to zero, but they will be managed. They won't be surprises. That is, again, not the kind of construction surprise that I'm ever talking about because I expect people to be on top of their project week after week in meetings, in conversations, whether you're the homeowner or the designer. And for designers who are looking to add this to their roster of services, this is an important course for you to learn so that when you do offer this to a client, you will actually make a profit. You will come out successful. Your client will promote your services to all of their friends and family, and you will get more work. You will build rapport with local contractors and architects and the subs. It is just a win-win if it's done correctly. And I am proof that it can be done correctly. I have done this for decades. I love what I do. And I am blessed with being respected by fellow architects and contractors and subs because I am a team player along with them. They know I am there to not only do my job, but to support them doing theirs. And this is critical work. And again, to circle back, this is what women are really good at. We know how to multitask. We know how to keep dozens of plates spinning all at one time successfully. And that is a skill that is easily transferred over to a construction project. You just have to hear me and believe me because I know you might be still doubting it and I don't want you to doubt it. And what I think is the most amazing part is that women know when one plate falls, you just pick it up and start spinning it again the game is not over. It's just a bump in the road that you move on from. And again, that is an enormous skill on any construction site. So I wanted to cover this topic. It's obviously very important to all of you because so many of you have listened to that episode. So I wanted to update it to make it current for today, as well as double down on how women are innately qualified to run a construction project. So I can't thank you enough for all of the listeners, for all of the feedback, for all of the reach outs, for all of my new friends. I thoroughly enjoy this podcast. And while I am sitting alone in my son's bedroom, I do picture all of you. And you can't see that I also talk with my hands. So my hands are flailing about and none of you can see it, which is probably for the best. But as always, if this leaves you with more questions and answers, you know how to find me. And if you haven't yet, I highly recommend you following me on Instagram and Facebook because that's where I post all of my construction projects in the moment. I find it's just the easiest way to get the information out quickly, and it's filled with tips and tricks on all the things that I'm working on. And lastly, if you haven't signed up for my email list, You can find it on my website. And for designers, I encourage you to click the button for designer because I do send different content specific to the industry in addition to what I send out to everyone on the list. So those are two ways you can keep up with me in between these podcasts. Go back and listen to number 15. I don't think I repeated myself too, too much. So it'll be a great addendum to this podcast. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Devigné Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip if you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.